Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 111, Navigating a Diabetes-Friendly Thanksgiving Feast, or for that matter, any holiday meal or big event meal. Hi, everyone. This is Shelly Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist and the founder of Real World Nutrition. So today, I'm going to talk about approaching the holiday meals for people with diabetes. And even if you don't have diabetes, you may have someone in your life who has diabetes. And it doesn't matter whether or not you have diabetes. These tips I'm going to provide today are helpful for many people, regardless of their diabetes status. So let me dive into some of these 10 tips as we approach the season of abundance, gratitude, and gather around the Thanksgiving table. As this is dropping, it is the Friday before Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this afterwards, this can apply, as I said, to other holiday meals or social gatherings that you may be part of. So we want to consider the crucial, I should say not the crucial, but the unique dietary needs of people who are managing diabetes. And the traditional Thanksgiving feast, boy, it is loaded with carbohydrates and carbohydrate-rich dishes that can present a challenge for individuals who are trying to maintain balanced blood sugar levels. So let me clarify, this was one of my first, second, or third episodes where I did address the difference between nutrients and food groups. And so I want to remind everybody that carbohydrates are not a food group. Carbohydrates are a nutrient that are found in all foods of plant origin, as well as dairy products. So whether we're talking the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the green beans, the carrots, the rolls the stuffing, pretty much any vegetable you have will have carbohydrates as well. So I want to just make sure that's clear that you can't eliminate carbohydrates from the holiday meal unless you're only eating the turkey. So again, this can present challenges for people who are trying to maintain their blood sugar levels. So let me get to those 10 tips that I keep mentioning. Let's address the importance of mindful eating. Now, I do want to acknowledge that Thanksgiving is often a time of joy with family or friends, and just the nature of the holiday is food. So we want to strike a balance between enjoyment and health. So mindful eating, especially when you are in a social setting, can really help with managing your blood sugar levels and promote overall well-being. So number one, don't wait. Spread out your meals. So one common misconception during the Thanksgiving time, during Thanksgiving, I should say, is waiting until the main meal to eat. So what I recommend is having smaller, well-balanced meals and snacks throughout the day. So that can help regulate blood sugar levels, and this can prevent extreme spikes or crashes during the main event. 
So planning with the schedule for meals and snacks can ensure a steady supply of nutrients. This doesn't mean you have to sit out the main meal. It is addressing balance throughout the day. Number two, choose, quote, smart carbs. So I recommend opting for whole grains and complex carbohydrates like quinoa, brown rice, or sweet potatoes. So these can add value, nutritional value and fiber to your meal while aiding in blood sugar control. So how do we have quinoa with Thanksgiving? Well, we can experiment with incorporating these smart carbs, so to speak. When I say smart carbs, really focusing on the higher fiber carbohydrate foods into traditional dishes. So having something like quinoa in the stuffing, it doesn't have to be all bread. It could be half quinoa, half breading. And this can help with flavorful alternatives to help with diabetes management. Now, Prioritize, this is number three, prioritize your lean protein. So turkey is pretty much on everybody's table for Thanksgiving. And this is a generally a lean protein that can help you feel satisfied without causing significant impacts on your blood sugar levels. So make sure you do incorporate lean protein sources with the meals. And this can also be plant protein sources as well. So thinking nuts and seeds as part of the meal. So you can have almonds on the green bean salad, not green bean salad, green beans, you know, adding nuts to various parts. I'm not going to say the pecan pie is the healthier option. I wish I could, but I'm not going to say that. But keeping in mind, the protein and healthy fats really want to be there. Now, I mentioned mindfulness already. So mindful portions, this is number four, mindful portions. So practice portion control by having smaller plates and slowing down and savoring each bite. This mindful approach can help with better blood sugar control and minimize overindulgence. So take time to appreciate the flavors and textures of each dish that can enhance the dining experience, and then it'll naturally limit the amount you eat. So you don't have to have a giant pile of mashed potatoes. You don't have to have a giant pile of sweet potatoes. You don't have to have a giant pile of all these things. You can take one scoop or one spoonful and that can be enough. Number five, load up on the non-starchy vegetables. So this will be things like leafy greens, Brussels sprouts, green beans, asparagus, and even beets. These can add flavor and fiber and color without significantly affecting our blood sugar levels. So fill your plate with these options and try different cooking methods and seasonings to give them flavor. So roasting or sauteing them with herbs can elevate the taste while maintaining their health benefits. Years ago, I had Brussels sprouts Put on the grill. I was out of space in the kitchen for the stove and the oven. So I sent those Brussels sprouts out to the grill and then tossed them with a balsamic glaze. And they were a hit. All right, number six. This is good all the time. Stay hydrated. Drinking water throughout the day helps control hunger and minimizes overeating. So limit the sugary drinks. 
opt for the water or unsweetened beverages instead. We can infuse water with citrus slices or herbs. We can get the carbonated un, or carbonated flavored waters, but the unsweetened waters, if we're entertaining a crowd, for example. But adequate hydration can help with overall health, can complement the efforts of mindful eating during the Thanksgiving celebration, and has health benefits on top of everything. Number seven, plan your indulgences. So Thanksgiving includes those tempting desserts and treats. Plan by choosing one or two of those indulgences and savor them mindfully. So this way you can enjoy the festivities without compromising your blood sugar goals. So it's very common to have apple pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, all kinds of pies. And people want to have one of each. Well, we don't need to have one of each, but if you want to have one of two, of course, opt for half slices or a smaller slice if you want to have a little bit of all of them. But that's something I just say, apple pie is a year-round thing. Pumpkin and pecan pie aren't as often. So again, plan your indulgences. And then you can get the sugar-free or no added sugar desserts as well. But really, sharing it with loved ones or having a smaller portion is my best advice here. Number eight, get moving. Incorporate physical activity into your Thanksgiving celebration. A post-meal walk or engaging in a friendly game, not a board game, but a game with physical activity, can help with blood sugar regulation. Encourage family and friends to join in, and it can be a fun and active part of the day. Physical activity does not only helps with blood sugar management, but it can contribute to overall well-being. Now, if nobody wants to participate, that doesn't mean you don't have to. You can go out and do a walk on your own. You can take the dogs out to get some stress management. They may be, if you have some, they may be amped up from all the activity around the house. Go and move. Now, I mentioned this already with number seven, planning your indulgences. But number nine, be carb conscious with your desserts. So check for lower carb options and the sugar substitutes in desserts if you really want to have the sweet the sweet tooth fix. So again, you can if you're making things, you can try things with stevia or other sugar alternatives that are more diabetes appropriate. And experiment with recipes that have fruits for added sweeteners, for the added sweetness, I should say. But keep in mind, these are still going to contribute to blood sugar spikes. So maybe have that dessert a couple hours after the main meal rather than right away. And number 10, this may not be for everyone, but if you do test your blood glucose levels, do you test and monitor, keep an eye on them, especially if you're trying new foods. So you're Blood sugar, if you have a continuous glucose monitor, you may see this number going up and down throughout the day. So I don't want you to think you need to be attached to every single number because our blood sugar varies quite a bit following a meal. But keep in mind before you eat, after you eat, and then a couple hours after you eat, how the different dishes and foods may be affecting your body 
allowing for more informed choices on the next go-round. Maybe consider keeping a record of your meals and the impact on your blood sugar levels so you can fine-tune your approach for future celebrations. But again, you don't need to be obsessive or turn down things just because you're attached to a number here. So don't be too obsessive, but we want to make sure you're aware of these things. Now, one more tip, the role of alcohol. So again, if this is something that doesn't apply to you, I'm almost done. But if it does, if you consume alcohol, which people do with diabetes, people with diabetes do consume alcohol, it's essential to be mindful of the impact on alcohol on your blood sugar levels. So if you include alcoholic beverages in your Thanksgiving celebration or any time, always do so in moderation. But alcohol can lead to fluctuations in blood sugar. So keep your levels closely monitored and keep sugary mixers and cocktails to a minimum. And then alternate alcoholic drinks with water to stay hydrated. All right, so bottom line here, remember this for everyone, moderation, not deprivation. So as we are looking at a diabetes friendly Thanksgiving, remember that moderation, not deprivation is key. And if you are not the person with diabetes, but do know someone who has it, you can provide these foods, but it is not your job to monitor them unless you're a parent of a child. But you do not need to be calling people out who have diabetes. People who have diabetes are managing it on their own or they're choosing their own way to monitor things. And we do not need to say, oh, this one's good for diabetes. Or are you sure you should eat that? That is not the role of other people at the meal. We just provide these options. And then, of course, people can make their own choices. So enjoy the festivities, savor the flavors, and celebrate in a way that supports your health and your enjoyment and the health of those around you. So considering these 10 tips into your Thanksgiving meal plan can help create a memorable and diabetes-friendly feast that embraces the spirit of the day. So I know I was talking about this in a twofold way. One, as somebody who may be providing foods for somebody with diabetes, and then the person with diabetes. So I realized I was going back and forth on that. But again, all of these things could benefit everybody in the house, everybody at the table, whether they have diabetes or not because many people are at risk of getting diabetes or already have diabetes and may not know it. And we don't want people to end up in the urgent care or emergency room that night or the next day, unless they really just want to get out of the house. So I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your food. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the day. And then one last thing I'll mention before I sign off for the day is that the Real World Meal Planning course is still open for enrollment. You can check the link in the show notes that will be closing soon. And it won't be open all the time, but it is still available. The Real World Meal Planning course where you could head over to that link in the show notes, as I just said, and check out what it is. And let me know if you have questions about that. 
And then also the free 30-minute introductory call. If you want to get a head start on your 2024 goals, we can get started now on your plan for 2024. All right, everyone, that is Real World Nutrition. You take care. Bye for now.